recording, whatever you want to call it. I still haven't figured out how to go live with this thing. It'd be cool, though. Yeah, figure out a, what do you call it, tagline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Punchline. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, so I'm actually going to set up uh, possibly a second space. I'm getting a, a blue Yeti microphone. So it would be different. Instead of these mics, we would have it just like sitting in front of us on the table. And it would pick up both of our voices. That would be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So, but it allows me to do more mobile stuff. And I'm gonna, I'm building some online courses because I'm gonna teach probably a couple extra history classes next semester. So, <clears throat> and like hopefully one to two of them are online. That's the goal. So that means it'll just all be like, did you ever have Blackboard when you were in college? Like a blackboard? No, just blackboard, like the program, <laughs> like the software that you no. interact with as a student. No. Yeah, that's like, I might, it's so funny. He's like, the whole time I was in college, even graduate school, that's how like the professor interacts with you. It's just, huh. it's just software. It's called yeah, blackboard. I can't believe I heard of it. It's how all the, like the online courses, but there's several softwares like this, but they just switched to it, the university I'm teaching at. <clears throat> and uh, so, like, it's a, it's like a, a full circle weird thing that I might now like posting assignments on it like which was like I was on the other end of it just a few years ago but that's where I'll I'll do the online courses and it'll be super like I'm gonna do some like podcasting and some different things uh from my office I have a super legit office Hell they yeah. gave me an office you deserve an office thanks man it's so funny I don't even use my office at the gym what, so. what are you teaching again? I forget. I'm teaching this uh, course called Western Civilization 2. You could just say World History 2 or Western Civ 2. Did you ever have that when you were in no, I general took, education requirements? I took Civ 1 as like go. my history thing, which is badass. I love that class. Did, yeah, but I really do too, the ancient world. I'm getting and, into it now again. I've been super into my own self-study the past couple weeks, going sweet. hard. Sweet, yeah. Uh, me too, you know, uh, like I was, I'm really disinterested uh, <clears throat> until recently in the uh, Reformation, you know, uh, the Protestant Reformation in England and or Germany, but I kind of get into it a little bit, it's because uh, I have to lecture on it, and it's not really, so it's, a, it's, I would say, the area of history, like I, from the Enlightenment on, I'm just, I feel solid. But, so Western world for your class is like? Between, like, Europe and stuff? And yeah, then... but I go into Russia a fair bit. And um, also, uh, like, I went into China. I'm going to hit into Japan a little bit. So, like, I have a little bit of, um, uh, you know, interpretation there I can take yeah. with what I want to cover. Like, I'm probably going to do, like, a lecture on Tokugawa in Japan. But that's not required. But how the, how it interacts with the West and... It's you know it's a cool little topic. I actually got into that on my master's thesis. What time periods are you uh, doing? Fifteen hundred forward, but um, so the first chapter in the book starts on the Mongols. And dude, have you ever listened to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History? A little bit. So he's been on Joe Rogan, I think, twice. Uh, maybe I heard one of maybe his Joe Rogan's. That dude is like, if you were gonna listen to one, I would recommend you listen to Blueprint for Armageddon or wrath of the Khans. so like the chat first chapter start off on the mongols and it's like 1200 and the whole thing is like how the mongols were able to protect the trade routes that were the silk roads and 
after the the fall of the Mongol Empire, the trade routes collapsed, and then also the Black Death is what spread it spread out of China, out of Mongolia. So that you know that led to the collapse of the trade routes. A little strong there, a little, a little vinegary, a little vinegary. Nice, <laughs> most excellent. Never fails after you clean it. Yeah, uh, uh, you, you ever um, <clears throat> you ever wash your ghee? In vinegar, I have yeah, but I used to do that when I was going to jujitsu all the time. It's a pretty good idea, but mm-hmm. like man, you smell vinegar for a while. Yeah. Anyway, but check out that Mongol uh, stuff, and like I use that to tie that into like uh, Spanish conquest, because that was why all of these European nations started going outward. Started they tr- they were trying to find new trade routes to India and stuff because like going across land was not a thing anymore. Uh, so, but 1500s on, like, but and I also just hit the Renaissance. So now we're going into the Reformation, oh, nice. and then uh, I love the Renaissance. Then I'll hit England, France, Russia, and I'm pretty much just picking a great monarch, two great monarchs, depending on the country and depending on how much time I have to work with on the lectures. Because, man, you just have such a limited amount of time. Like, I, we just ha- are having our first test Tuesday, and it's taken me like. I don't know, I guess like seven lectures. My first class was canceled, maybe not even that many, to cover three chapters, you know. Yeah. So, and it's because it, it's an hour and 15-minute class. They don't do an hour 20, it's an hour 15. So. Did you watch that Netflix show, Marco Polo? You know, no, I didn't. I tried. I, got, I watched, I fell asleep. I, and that's not to say that it's bad, but is that is that acting up? It's a little, I just, a little funny. I just want to get it to the right spot. And yeah, it's, you keep. Yeah, it's, when it's in the right spot, it's like directly in my face. Yeah, do whatever you need to like do it's with too it. Too low. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, you know, some that's I mentioned the Blue Yeti. I'm gonna get one of those and eventually a fourth mic set up, and then this portable mic so I can use that in my office or at the gym or wherever. <clears throat> so that's uh. You can start doing Kel esque videos where you're just like see. I want to set up. Places. Yeah, I want to set up. <laughs> I love the ones that it's like a fire in the background. <laughs> I want. I do want to set up like multiple places to do one. And like the the vlog I'm starting for the gym will be different, but you know it's it's gonna be done the same sort of way. So, but uh, so there, uh, did you check out the Matt Brown on JRE? I just watched like the first forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. You you told me that, man. Um, I'm gonna finish it because I like super it. interesting dude. Yeah, uh, and like like really brought up some cool points that I was uh, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I wrote down those the books they were talking about the Musashi um, book. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got that if you want to borrow and it. Hell yeah, I was that one. And I've I got was... multiple copies of that. If you can just take one, like I've had a couple of students like gift gift them to me over the years. Dope. Yeah. yeah. I got interested in those. I have this giant. I got a, I got a recommendation for you if you're kind of interested in Musashi on some level um, would be a book called The Hagakuri. So Who, it's like who's the, that by? I don't want to butcher the name. I can't remember the name. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe Yamamoto, uh, but I would have to check. I, I have it out here on the bookshelf. We can check it out after the podcast. <clears throat> But uh, it's uh, it's Hagakuri. It's a book of the samurai. It's just got kind of these, like, accounts and poems and stories and parables and things of that nature. 
You know, a book I've never read, but I've always wanted to read. I understand the principles and like the theory behind it just from like watching and listen or reading other things. But the the Art of War, I never read that. Oh, I got that one too. Yeah. You're welcome to borrow it. I'd have to find it. Um, I think all of my like Asian history books are in the dog's room, so we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to go hit him up after uh, after we wrap it up. But Matt Brown brought up some super interesting points. Um, he has a he has a crazy uh, story, crazy crazy look on life too. Yeah, for sure. Super philosophical dude has like a the, library on like sports psychology. Like how all you ever really known about Matt Brown before that podcast was just like what Joe and the other commentators say about him, and when he's fighting, they're just like, oh, he's just a savage, just violent dude, and you expect just some like that's how his personality will be. But it's not really how he is at all. He's super smart and complex. Seems like he puts super a lot of complex. thought and all kinds of stuff. Really chill when you're talking to him. So he he said on the podcast he wanted to beat Snoop Dogg's ass. So I didn't get to that part. Dude, they they like made a clip of it. Somebody made a clip of it. So is um, there some reason behind it other than Snoop because Dogg? Uh, did you hear um, when um, Floyd T, uh, TKO'd uh, Connor? Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's this clip of Snoop Dogg going. Hell yeah, just yeah, like cussing I was, I and just that. like that's right, you know, saying yeah. all this like crazy he was, stuff. Like, drunk yeah. as hell, just being an ass. Oh yeah, you know. And then he never like came out like his point was like he never came out and apologized to it. And if I see that, if I see that dude around, I might punch him in the face for real. Yeah, that's what I'm but he might even have said, "I'm gonna punch him in the face." I'd have to listen to it again, but I was like, "Damn, yeah." So uh, one thing. Uh, <clears throat> That my, Matt Brown was saying that I thought was fascinating. Um, first off, well, he's going to be uh, fighting Carlos Condit. Sick fight. Yeah. <clears throat> Super interesting. Maybe Condit will uh, have worked on his leg locks a little bit and finish one of them. If Condit leg locks Matt Brown. <laughs> I know. You know, like, I, I wonder uh, what that fight would uh, be like. Like, they're both super legit strikers. Uh, I don't know if uh, Brown would, how he would uh, strategize. Man, that Matt Brown Diego Sanchez was just <laughs> like he just killed him. Yeah, he killed him. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, but uh, he was saying uh, that he thinks that all steroid offenders should be issued a lifetime ban. Yeah, I, I was listening to that. I know Joe couldn't get with it. Yeah, kind of can. I, I can too, you, you know, because it, it, if that if that's the rule, if the rule is that you can't use it, and I think like they they like talked about Tim Means because he had they they found this super um, cheap, not third party certified creatine or creatine creatine. Yeah, I've heard uh, it both ways. I was called yeah. creatine. Yeah, I've, yeah, maybe the elitists say creatine. So creatine um, that was just like not. Not legit. It's probably made in the same vat as some, you know, dick pill or something. I don't exactly. Know. Yeah. And uh, so he popped hot, and but they like gave him a super light sense. I love that dude's elbows. I always tell people that when he comes up, that yeah. it, like he has the sickest like punching to elbow combos. He does. Ever. He's one of the boys. Man, that is just something that's so unique to me to MMA, like, is boxing to elbow combinations. Mm-hmm, yeah. You, it's just like the elbows I see in Thai boxing, and then I th- I would say, and I don't think a ton of people would argue with me, that, like, the Dutch-style Thai fighters, like Ramon Decker, throw fewer elbows. 
And I think that that's like a mid transitional evolution of the striking game in MMA is <clears throat> you're seeing people like Tim Means. I saw him throw like a rear uppercut to a rear downward elbow. He just blasts you from the clinch, from range. I just love his work. Super legit dude. The Dirty Bird. Yeah. Dirty Bird Dirty means. Bird. Unfortunately, he lost last weekend, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. So, <clears throat> Matt Brown Condit, I don't know uh, what card that's uh, happening on. Are you watching the uh, the fights this uh, free fight this weekend? Hell yeah. Yeah, what are you thinking about that one? I'm excited for it. Um, I took the last two weeks off of watching fights because they weren't very interesting. And just, you know, taking some time off is nice every once in a while. So I'm back at it on this one. I've been kind of wanting to see Rock Holden and Romero for a while. Yeah. And and not. I don't know how I feel about Mark Hunt. I think he probably should be retired by now, but Curtis Blades is hot right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's looking good, too. Yeah, I know. I'm excited uh, to see him get back out there, for sure. Um, so here, here was something. So, like, what, what is the... Um, what is the fight card called that is, um, hold on, is it UFC Fight Night? This weekend? Yeah. I have no idea what they call their non-paper Okay, um, Rockhold Romero. Oh, this, it this is, is a fight night. No, no, it's UFC 221. Yeah, this is a pay-per-view. Yeah, okay. So where did I see, Is are they just going to do, like, so I guess on Fight Pass they're showing that as a free fight. That's why I said that. What? Uh, Rockhold uh, Rock Romero. Like when I logged in my fight pass the other day, it said free fight. And I was like, hey. They're going to yeah. show the main event of a pay per view as a free fight? <clears throat> I guess for fight pass. What a dope way to get people to buy a fight pass, though. I would if yeah, they do yeah. that like every and, few and I, or yeah. something. I, might. I was like, because that's why I said free fight. And I was like, to, I was under the impression that it was uh, it was a fight night. So did you, did you didn't watch Machida? He won a split decision, I believe. I didn't watch. I didn't it now. watch it either, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. I want to go back and check it out. Um, it looked like a great fight, if I remember correctly. I watched the highlights and what I hear about it. It was a really, yeah, it was a really close, really good fight. So I would like to watch it at some point. So let's see how many fights are on this UFC 221. 13, 12, 13 fights. So here's what uh, Mark, Matt Brown was saying. Check this out. <clears throat> so here we have, like, I'm just kind of looking at the spread of events. You got UFC Fight Night with Machida. You got UFC 221. Then you got a UFC Fight Night with Cowboy. Uh, then you got a, uh, a another UFC, okay, UFC on Fox. And then you got UFC 222 and so on. And then it kind of like, it goes to another Fight Night, Verdun versus Volkov. So what he was saying and I totally agree with this, is that, like, UFC Fight Night should be, like, a, <clears throat> for lack of a better analogy, uh, like, like a Bellator, like a feeder organization for a bigger event, which would be pay-per-views. That yeah. he was saying that there's just no rhyme or reason to, like, up-and-comers building their presence on the undercards and main cards and co-main and main events on these UFC fight nights and UFC on Fox and whatever they do once the UFC on Fox runs out because it's supposed to be running out soon. 
Um, so he's saying no title fights on fight nights then. Basically, in a way, but he's saying like no Matt Browns, no Cowboys, no no big draws ever on fight nights. It's like a totally different audience, totally different, almost like almost like a league within the league. Okay. Like you build up your so presence there, you're coming up there. You just got off the Ultimate Fighter, whatever it is, and then you build up your views and your experience, mm-hmm. etc. And then, bam! It's like you get noticed. All right, you're fighting on pay per view, undercard, main card, etc. Yeah. You know, but building your audience in that way, that way you can get like the pay per views because everybody's general complaint and mine as well is it like. Like this here, there's 13 fights on the card or whatever, and I want to see two of them. You know? Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> but, okay, so I, that would be really cool for, I think, me or you or the fighters themselves. But if the UFC is trying to still attract more casual fans, wouldn't they, they'd have trouble doing that then off the free cards if there's no big names on the free cards. Possibly. <clears throat> that that is that is one school of thought for sure. And I like that was the only way I thought about it until I Matt Brown brought that up and I was like this is the way he put it he's like like that's th- like just kind of like switching up the business instead of it being random it's like those are already um sort of free cards anyway or whatever they're kind of doing that for the fans so like I get like they want to put some, you know, and and they are, I guess, in a way, putting kind of those guys that are on their way out the door, too. Yeah. At the at the top of those cards that are getting draws for, like, the older fans. But I think, too, it's like, I remember when I never watched Bellator, and, like, my buddy Colby, who's, like, the biggest MMA fan ever, watched Bellator, like, as much as UFC, like, Michael Chandler was on top and stuff, like, years ago. Uh, like Chandler's still on top. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So any, anyway, but like he he was super into it, you know, five years ago, before, when it was Jordan Rebney before before you know the Fertitta brothers, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how they're involved, but I know they're involved. Allegedly. Allegedly. Correct. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, I thought I thought that would be cool, like almost like little leagues within the league. That way, it's you. You that's how these up and comers, like like you know, like a you would see a Darren Till come to fruition off of that, and you'd see it yeah. happen fast because like that guy. And if that guy can do that to Cowboy, imagine what he can do to. And they are kind of, I guess, doing that a little bit. Uh, but one, one thing that would uh, I think could be a good byproduct of that is getting the like up and comers in five round fights if they main event them before they have a title fight you know like the problem with the flyweight division is everyone that's going up to challenge dj there has never been in a five round fight before but if they're having other cards to it might give lower ranked fighters more of an opportunity to be in a five round fight before their first five round fight is a title shot yeah i can see that yeah for sure what uh, what do you think is gonna happen with uh, freaking Killershaw and uh, DJ? I think they're gonna fight like around July. You know, July is when I usually go to Vegas, so I'd, I'd, I'm You're pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're gonna go this year, um, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Do you get a vacation? Hmm? Do you get a vacation? Yeah. 
Dude, the, the, the trade show that we go to, and then just, like, because USC Fight Week, uh, International Fight Week, every, so, like, when I was there, like, three or four or five years ago, um, Anderson Silva was fighting Shell Sonnen. You know, like, there's there's usually, like, a really big fight. Like, this past year, Amanda Nunes, Shevchenko fell through, and it was, like, uh, the main event. The first night was Justin Gagey, Michael Johnson. The second night was uh, Verdun Overeem. It was it was legit. It was cool. It was the first UFC I've ever been to. So have you been have you been to UFC? No. So was it cool? Do you think it's worth it going to a UFC? Because you know I hear the you can't really see that well because all the you stuff end up watching there. the screen. Yeah. So. Above the above the octagon, which the screen is freaking huge. It's awesome. And it was at it was at the same arena that uh, it was a T-Mobile arena, the arena that Floyd Mayweather bought uh, fought uh, Conor McGregor at. It's a new arena, and then plus they have all this cool shit outside, and like, man, everything's cool when you've had a few beers. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if I'm really sold on wanting to go to a UFC event. Yeah, going to Vegas is cool. You ever been? No. Yeah, I, I think I guess six times now. Wow. Made the made the sojourn. It is like a mecca, dude. Like it's like all cultures from everywhere. Like the first time I was there, I was like in culture shock. I was just like, oh. I had to take two elevators to get to my hotel room. It was like a checkpoint in between. It was uh, it was wild, but it's cool. It's a cool it's a cool little spot. You know, if you've never been, might uh, check it out one of these days. So, uh, but like my 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 instructors always go and like they're getting back from Brazil. They're going to uh, taking a big trip to Brazil and they're getting back the same day. Like they get like flying from Brazil to Vegas. I'm just like, damn, you guys are. But I may not go because I think we're going to Red Rocks, bro. Go to Red Rocks. Let's see. I know cooler. to see. To see <laughs> well, I don't know, especially if you've been to Vegas six times. Yeah, I know. I've only been to Red Rocks once, but uh, we're we're probably gonna go see uh, Umphreys McGee there. I don't know who that is. Oh, dude, yeah, check <laughs> out some Umps, bro. <laughs> yeah, they what are. What kind of music is that? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's they're kind, they're kind of a jam band, but they have okay. So they have two drummers, like one's more of a world percussionist type drummer. They have a keyboard player, they have uh, a singer and a guitar player, and then another guitar player. And they both are just like doo, 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 just shredding, just like they can go from like these slow melodic jams to just like shredding, like they just melt your face off, like cheese grater style. So. What a terrible analogy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, just like it, they they can it, they've had a weird album. They just came out with a new album. I haven't really listened to it, but like the spread of their work, they've been out forever. They put out tons of albums, and their live performances are super sick. And um, they've sold out at Red Rocks like, a ton of times. And they're playing a three night show up there. Who hasn't sold out at Red Rocks? <laughs> I know, like right? I always tell people this show. stat because, like, I would say, like, 99% of people I run into have never heard of Widespread Panic, sadly. And, uh, at uh, least I'd heard of them. Yes. And um, so <clears throat> they have sold out more shows at Red Rocks than any band ever. Yeah. All-time record holder. Yeah. It's impressive, honestly. Uh, and, like, they're that legit. Like, I just... Like if I if I end up teaching um, 
like a few more classes from Moralton because I had a couple online classes, maybe one more class uh, on campus or whatever that whatever I end up doing there, which will just be still in, end up being like a an eight a.m. to noon gig for me, and then I'll just be business as usual. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> uh, where I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. I saw. I looked down at the fight card and I got distracted. So, um, oh yeah, panic. My buddy Colby just got back from Mexico, and um, I uh, it was like ten months from when we went uh, last because I went last year. They do this big showdown. Uh, at the Hard Rock Resort, or sometimes at the DR. And uh, we didn't go because we just bought our house like six months ago. And we bought we bought the gym like maybe 10 months before that. So we're like, well, we're not going to go this year. And then Corey wants to go to Disney, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Very excited. And um, so... But I would also be excited to go to Panic. So if I if I teach a couple extra classes, we're gonna go to Panic too. It's gonna be sick. Yeah. Yeah. So do you go to if you go out to Red Rocks, do you stay in Colorado Springs when you're out there? Uh, I don't know. We're definitely gonna. I, it's still. I we still haven't figured out if we're gonna fly or drive. So yeah, that's, that's what we're trying to decision. decide right now. I mean, it's like it's like a twelve to fifteen hour drive, and yep. you got to go through Kansas, which sucks. Yeah. it's it's not a cool job. Did you just recently drive there? Yeah, I did on Thanksgiving last that? year. Yeah, it was boring. Yeah, it's a it, terrible drive. Do, do you and Hannah enjoy traveling together? Uh, I, I mean, I just hate driving. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Corey's been, Corey's been driving me around a lot more Emma, as, as, as we get older. It's been great. Yeah, I still do most, most of the driving. It's like when I was younger, I liked to drive long distances, but now, I mean, if it was a nicer drive, like a prettier drive, yeah, and it was more scenic with mountains and stuff, but... Dude, driving through Kansas, I didn't even like riding through Kansas. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing at all. It's a good time to get your podcast in. Bleeding Kansas. Listen to some audiobooks, learn a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah. That's what we did the whole time. Uh, I got an audiobook recommendation for you. I actually saw, like, on my, like... um those whatever like when facebook's like hey here remember you said this two years ago mm -hmm. uh it was uh this quote from the uh, japanese art of tidying up or the life-changing art of tidying up i can't remember the exact name have you ever heard of uh have you ever heard of that no it's a, got an audiobook on youtube for sure um let's see if i can find out Yeah, Japanese Japanese art of tidying. Oh, the life changing magic of tidying up, and then, and then it says the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Yeah, I've heard of stuff like that. It's actually like so. Basically, what it was saying, it's like you kind of have to like build in mechanisms. It's like almost like Matt Brown was talking about this, like habit habit creation and mm -hmm. then habit forming, uh, like so you retain that habit. Yeah. So <clears throat> basically you got to say, okay, this is a remote to my TV, but my dog ate this remote. It still works, but it no longer brings me joy, <laughs> you know? So I went and got <laughs> this other remote. But the thing is, it's like that's not a, a good analogy. But you pick something up that's like you don't want to throw it away. 
and you would not normally throw it away. Like, here's the example. Like, go to your closet. You ever have, like, somebody be like, hey, you need to get rid of this? You'd be like, there's no way I'm throwing that yeah. shirt away. There's no way. Yeah, I used to be like that all the time. Right? right? And then, like, the, I feel like the older you get, the more. But, like, this is, like, a, a mechanism. There's all these techniques you can use. But the one I picked up on the most was you pick something up and you're like, okay, does this, I, does this still bring me joy? No. It, did it used to bring you joy? Yes. It's okay that it still doesn't. You know, like it's just like a building in these little mental processes to overcome your yeah. your objections to, to getting rid of something, basically. And it's like, honestly, like I feel like after I get to like step two, I'm just like, I'm like, no. And then I'm like, well, I used to like it, but I don't wear it anymore. Like I haven't worn it in six years. Yeah, there's <laughs> Hannah does this or talks about this thumb roll. Like if you haven't worn it and so many months then it needs to go you're just like man i gotta wear this shirt on tuesday before it does it away i've been a lot better about that I've about especially about clothes you know, mad clothes that never worn in like years and years and years dude i recently scored like five pairs of corduroy pants one of which i'm wearing right now and i'm i'm styling with the corduroy bro i love corduroy pants yeah they are pretty cool i, I don't have any maybe i need to get some dude i, I got this kind of look like them but these i think i got an old navy and this like a super sick score bro they were like like 14 bucks or something and yeah. every other pair i got i got it like just sw like swapped in to get some like a dress shirt at tj maxx or ross and was like scored like this burgundy pair of corduroy pants they look super sick nice Anyway. I felt like as I've gotten older, <clears throat> clothes have gotten like exponentially more expensive. Do you have to wear a uniform at work? Just ca our business casual. Dude, you should totally rock a suit jacket. It's what what's weird about my job is it's it's like an office job, but like every once in a while we have to go into like the plant, so it's like gets it can get industrial like at a moment's notice. So you don't want to dress. You have to dress like for an office daily, but like kind of down enough to where it's okay to like go out in a steam plant and kind of get a little sweaty and run around a little bit. Fair enough, yeah. That's weird. So I can't really dress that dope. That yeah. Work. Dude, uh, you know who dresses super dope? Jesse Weiss from the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he seems like one of those guys. That and, like, he's always wearing a pair of Air Jordans. I'm just like, dude, you're fucking sick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, he and I, like, he has his velvet, um, like, blazer and i scored the same blazer when i was like getting my professor get up and um anyway we have the same jacket now but i'm lo I'm currently looking for a suit jacket with you know the elbow patches oh yeah the yeah. elbow patches yeah plus i got a couple of vests i've worked into the rotation i love vests. i only wore sweatpants exclusively or a gi or fight shorts for like the last five years Sounds like the life. Exclusive sweatpants. Yeah. You're closing in on John Donaher style. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like, did you read that article that like somebody asked him, like, dude, why do you why? wear a rash guard? And yeah. he's like, well, there's, there's nine simple reasons. And, and yeah. like, really, just like, he's like, one, two, three, They're four. all nine good reasons, too. They are pretty legit. Except I'll... it just doesn't look good. Dude, what if I wore a fanny pack? I think, dude, I'm I'm a I'm with the fanny pack, dude. We, if you get one, I'll get one. I'll, I want. I've wanted one for years, but I don't. 
just didn't look cool. Now I'm kind of old enough where I don't care. Dude, we got to set the trend around here. We should. I think we could. Yeah. Plus, I mean, so you useful. know. I don't I mean, I give a shit I how, feel like, how it looks. I feel like Core and Hannah are probably, they're not going to get rid of us. Even no, if, they're not. You they're, know, Core even got a fanny pack the other day and was trying to get me one. I was like, no, what? I'm getting a Joe Rogan fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw something on Facebook about that. Yeah, I was like, no, forget this. Primal, I don't, I don't want it, one of these. The primal pack? Or uh, what primal, is it? Higher Prime Higher yeah, the same one that Joe gave uh, John Donahue. Did you, John Donahue was talking about um, getting one from uh, um, uh, Gordon Ryan, getting one that from Mike Gucci or something. Yeah, I heard about that. Funny. So yeah, so I guess uh, you know uh, it was fake news about. Don't you like? What do you think about all this fake news in the MMA? Like I just share it, and I'm just like I, I'm like just laughing when I share it, honestly, because I usually know that's not what's going to happen. So um, UFC 222 has changed up quite a bit. Um, what do you think about the Frankie situation? Um, I, I mean, it's I really wanted Frankie to get a title shot while he's still kind of good. He's still really good, but yeah, been around for so long and kind of feel like he's definitely earned another one but frankie versus brian ortega is a really really sick fight though and i really want to see it so that's cool it's a good matchup yeah um <clears throat> not sure i don't really i don't know if it's really justified or not but i don't like the way that brian ortega fights so i, I kind of want to yeah, see frankie Edgar. uh i want to see him just like floor him in the first round or something <laughs> i i hope he does i want to see the the old the ground and pound wrestling game destroy the Jets game. Man, I we I gotta have you. I, I almost am just gonna do this solo, but like uh, next time you come on, we should. If you want to do this kind of depressing topic, I was trying to get uh, my other buddy to do it with me, but I want to break down like BJ Penn's last ten. Fights. <laughs> I know you've been talking about this for a while, dude. Because like in that, you got the Frankie trilogy, but uh, <clears throat> it's not like I want to watch all of three of those fights because it's depressing or murders but uh yeah i mean but frankie back when he's fighting bj penn like that was i guess on bj's way out in a sense but he's still in there for some reason you know yeah like seven fights after yeah. where i'm talking about but uh it's frankie's such a warrior dude those fights with gray maynard uh, but I want to do like uh, like we did with Ngani, just like watching all their fights, and just commenting yeah. on uh, don't, on don't, different things. Why has BJ Penn? He used to be so good for like a year or two, and then just completely cannot <sighs> even compete. People anymore. people say he's lazy or like lacks discipline, but he's super athletic. He got like his black belt in jujitsu and like four years or something something Gracie like that he, like he got to purple belt with half gracie and then he moved on to novo Yao, and i think they promoted him to brown belt like immediately and then he went to bite belt pretty fast and won the world championships at bite belt yeah and so i don't understand how if he had his mind was like that and he was so good then how he just can't compete with anyone anymore not even you know lower level guys i don't know dude it's depressing because I used to be a big dude when he like split Diego Sanchez's forehead open, and then and then like I was telling somebody this like how he's like just been on the downfall, and they're like, but what about that Matt Hughes fight? And I'm like, what about it? <laughs> like you know, it's like yeah, he knocked Matt Hughes out in the first round, and that was like Matt Hughes is already out the door when that happens, you know? Yeah, I don't even remember that. Dude, Matt Hughes could like barely walk right now, bro. 
Yeah, but that was super cool when he came out in that fight the other week ago or whenever that was. I was glad I to see him. Glad to yeah. see him. He looked all right. Looks like he's doing all right. I mean, he obviously isn't going to be running or anything or fighting, but as long I mean, he survived, I think he was going to die there for a little bit when Dude, it first happened. Dude got hit by a train. Yeah, crazy In shit. his truck. What the crap? I felt really bad for He him. didn't have brain damage before. He does now. So, um... I guess so. So there was all this fight hype about Dillashaw and Garbrandt, and then there was hype about Garbrandt versus Frankie, and then what? I mean, uh, yeah, take know. a step back from all that and just let it, the dust settle, and here it is. Uh, yeah, and that's what we're looking at. TJ's a, a not mediocre card is a result, <laughs> yeah. in my view. You know, it's like you got Chris Cyborg and Frankie Edgar. I'm pretty bummed that they. Uh, well, I, I, before I switched to Chris Cyborg, the, I think TJ is completely justified, and I wouldn't want to fight Cody either. Would Would you want to give him another rematch like that? No. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Just screw him. He can sit there and he can wait. You know, uh, TJ had to wait for two years. That is a really good point. And TJ just had a kid, I believe. Yeah, and he just had a kid. And Cody's like, oh, you pussy, you don't want to come fight me? <laughs> like, he's, I just had a kid. You know, talk to me when you're like, you know, you, he said he hasn't been training at all, like, the weeks after he had the kid. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't let Cody try to get in my head and be like, you know, bitch, I knocked you out, like, a few months ago. Shut up and just go work your way back up. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, if it would have been a decision, and I'll tell you, I want to see Garbrandt fight um, Cruz again. Yeah, I think if too. Cruz is going to have another fight, like he might as well fight somebody legit. Like I don't want to see Cruz really fight anybody else other than that. Honestly, really, I, has Cruz fought anyone since Cody? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, he should have to fight someone else. I, I think. Well, he gets maybe rematch, he especially did. after how bad he got worked over in that fight yeah let's see him fight another you know top five dude or some cool up-and-comer see how, the, how it goes and then put him against cody again and i really want to see and yeah what and dj no, he has not had a fight. I couldn't remember if he had some sort of little warm up or like like a you know or warm up fight after that or not, but he hasn't. Uh, and I wonder how his body's holding up too, because you remember when he was on JRE, like just talking about how wrecked he was. Super sad. Yeah. So I got the, the uh, what plantar fasciitis. It's super bad plantar fasciitis from doing all that footwork because he like came back after the knee injuries and just like went right back to doing the crazy dominant cruise footwork yeah that sucks yeah but i would like to see him fight garbrandt i mean garbrandt's coming off a tko they fought to decision like garbrandt gets tko'd in the second round right mm -hmm. in the second round or was it third i don't remember i think it was second but yeah, i uh, think it was second yeah what so what about this uh cyborg fight I just really wanted to see her fight Nunez. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know anything. I never even heard of this other girl. That's uh, yeah, I, and I, so. I don't like seeing fights like that. Like, I can't be all that excited I can't about keep it. up with everything, but I feel like if they divided it, like I was saying, into like different audience, basically, like to basically where 
it's like, hey, we got this guy debuting on the pay-per-view tonight. And it's like, you can look back and, oh, well, he just headlined UFC Fight Night the last two times. Or like, you, I would be familiar with it, the names mm-hmm. on the pay-per-views, I think, if that was the flow, if it was a flow upward. And you just keep those big names on the pay-per-view cards because win, lose, or draw, Cowboy is always going to be a draw on a pay-per-view. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I think that if you just keep putting Cowboy, you keep making fights that are... Uh, positive fan fights, and then you you put like up and comers on UFC Fight Night or UFC on Fox or whatever you have like maybe tiers like you get your super no name debut guys only fighting on this with like some of these guys from the the we'll say if that's Sith C League from the B League headlining that card right, and then you get the headliners from the B League that start to become the undercard or the main card under you know first two or three fights on a pay-per-view and like that i just makes sense it just seems organized like i i am for making it more league-like a lot of people aren't and i want to still want to see super fights and money fights and i think that is a part of the business model but i think also um if they if they could do that and follow some sort of a seating and have short little like i was saying about the bellator thing i hate that that's taking place over a year when like 1995 hicks and gracie's fighting in an eight-man tournament that's in one night the documentary choke that's kind of highlights one of those events that he was involved in i don't know if you've ever seen it no but yeah i completely agree with the some some type of format where there's a method to working your way up and then it would prevent all this oh, bickering and stuff going on when people are fighting people they shouldn't well i mean the thing too it's like even it it should be based off your ratings so like even if you're in that c or b organization if you're a shell sonnen or conor mcgregor it's going to be made apparent super fast and the next thing you know it you're the co-main event on from that you were fighting in the c league and you you know in two fights immediately jump over and you're co-main event for the b league yeah and then the next card, your main event for the B League, and then next thing you know, you're on, you're, you know, the last fight before the main card of the undercard on the, you know, UFC 222 or whatever. And then the next fight, you're on the main card, and like where it's like you can see like an upward trajectory within the organization based off of some sort of merit. Yeah, it would be a lot better for the fighters to recognize how they could move up progress through and you know work their way toward being on pay-per-view and then making the big money they might make for the c and b league to be more well and i you know i don't think bellator is going anywhere like um no so i think that that makes a lot of sense i think that there's not going to be like it's not be like pride and ufc acquires all of these i mean i think there are going to be people that go come over from bellator but we're seeing way less of it in more ufc guys like sort of b league that's why i feel like it's like a weird little funneling process that maybe the ufc is involved in it's funneling people like benson henderson and rory mcdonald that lose two or three fights but are still a major draw mm-hmm. and they put them in another market like bellator's but it's a it's a market within the market yeah. You know, but it's just like, obviously there's similar audiences, but I watch way less Bellator than I do UFC. But it's not because I don't like Bellator. I like Bellator more and more, actually. But when they were putting on, like, Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000 and Hoist Gracie versus Ken Chan, I was just like... Yeah, I watch it way more now than... 
Yeah. It, yeah. And they, I think they do. And I think that honestly, these pro level guys like Benson Henderson or whatever, and then some of their homegrown talent within the organization or talent that came in from the, you know, legacy type organizations or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's becoming a decent little promotion. Like I got I yeah. got way fewer criticisms of Bellator now than at any point ever. Yeah, I'm I'm liking the way Bellator is headed. It's becoming super interesting. <clears throat> yeah, so um Kat Zingano's coming back. She hasn't yeah. fought since UFC two hundred. Um Saw that. I don't remember who she's fighting though. She's on a two fight losing streak. She's fighting this Ketlin Vieira. Oh, I don't yeah. really know who I, know I haven't her. seen her fight, but um Super sad, like, um, Kat Zingano was a beast. I want to say she was undefeated, and then, like, her husband committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, she lost two fights in a row. I'm not saying that's the reason, but it's got to it's gotta be super difficult to go through something like that. I can only imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, uh, Mackenzie Dern is uh, de- debuting on this card. Yeah, I, I keep hearing about her, but I don't know anything about she her. She is... Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named uh, Megaton Diaz? Nope. Who, the girl she's fighting is on a two-fight losing streak in the UFC. Mackenzie Dern uh, is a world, an IBJJF Jiu-Jitsu world champion, so is her dad. I, I want to say he's a world champion. He's medaled like every year since the very first world championships. So, okay. um, so yeah, Megaton Diaz. They're, they're out of Arizona, and... Um, She's super. She's she's pretty legit. She's pulled off some weird submissions and stuff, like a cool little omoplata variation where she like. You, you just check it out, um, Mackenzie Dern. You can watch all of her fights really fast because she finishes, I believe, all of them, and she finished her last one with strikes. <clears throat> you'll you'll definitely meet this guy, uh, Eric Ingram. Uh, he's a bite belt in our organization. Uh, he's won the IKF. He's got guys that fight. Just got a guy that's fighting on V three. It's a promotion out of Memphis that um we get a couple of these guys getting two or three wins. We could look at going there or um Apollo Cooks in Tulsa. But um <clears throat> anyway, uh Mackenzie Dern fought one of Eric's girls, uh, I think Mandy Polk's her name, and just like annihilated her with strikes and Mandy was was like I guess a striker. No, I, I hadn't really seen her fight. She's like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, but uh, Mackenzie Dern just freaking starched her, man. It was insane. So she's uh, she is like straight, uh, the Fox Sports 1 preliminary card. She's like the main event of that card. And then you also got C.B. Dalway and Hector Lombard, John Dodson versus Pedro Munoz, Bobby Green. Well, these are the – what is this? This is – this is uh, UFC 222, okay. March 3rd, same weekend as Golden State Golden goes for us. Um, then there's also um, Jeremy Stevens has got a fight coming up. Josh Emmett versus uh, Jeremy Stevens. That's Ooh, gonna that's be a sick fight. Yeah, are you excited about that one? I can get excited about that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're both looking. Uh, right now. Yeah, homeboy's on a uh, Emmett's on a two fight win streak. Freaking KO Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, fifth fight in the UFC. Um, also missed weight in his last fight. Yeah, but he was a short notice though. So. Okay, well, that and they find the shit out of him like a bunch of assholes. 
he had like three weeks and he missed weight and they're like, oh, damn. Well, yeah, he, made, he got super close, didn't he? Oh, at one forty eight point five. That's not really half he his wasn't, pay. He wasn't that close. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't half, but it was like the most, like most percentage someone's ever been fined for missing weight. And I was like, I don't really understand why they did that. He was super pissed about it. But yeah. I mean, what can you do on? Jessica Andrade and Tisha Torres are fighting. That'll be entertaining. Go, man. Hell yeah. I like that one. I like Tisha Torres a lot. Yeah. Uh, Heenan Burrell is fighting on the <clears throat> last fight on the prelim card. Ben Saunders is fighting. Who's Heenan Burrell fighting? Uh, Brian Keller. That's strange how Heenan Burrell just fell off after that TJ loss. Well, you know... <clears throat> Some people attribute that to a little change within the organization. Uh, maybe. Like, Matt Brown is freaking through Johnny Hendricks under the bus. He's like, they're talking about post-USADA people that were noticeable. And he's like, yeah, Johnny Hendricks. <laughs> and I'm just like, so damn. Matt Brown fought Johnny Hendricks, right? I believe so, yeah. And I wonder if he fought him. I don't even remember who won and if he fought him pre or post-USADA. <laughs> but, yeah, Johnny Hendricks one of the most obvious ones can think of that uh had that big change oh yeah. so speaking of steroids he lost a decision <laughs> to him when when was it what year um that was 2015 march 2015 yeah, i don't remember what, what year and right before that he lost a decision to robbie lawler Got submitted by damian my then got tko'd by ellenberger he beat tim means though guillotined him Mm, yeah, I remember uh, that fight. Then that he got knocked out by Cerrone. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when did you, you saw to come in? Do you know what year that was? Um, let me look I it up real quick. Yeah. I would imagine it was after 2015 or in 2015. July 1, 2015, the UFC anti-doping program was put into place, ran by all the United States anti-doping agency known as USADA to protect the rights of all clean athletes in the UFC. That's a great way to phrase it, to protect the rights of all clean athletes in the UFC. So, how about that Barrachino dude versus Uriah Hall coming up? What, uh, what card's that happening on? I don't know, I just heard it was announced the other day. I think we talked on the last podcast that you were on about uh, Uriah Hall's coach recently um, passing away. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So um, it was Justin Gaethje's coach. So yeah, there was someone there. else that uh, that I uh, found out that was the oh, coach. Oh yeah, um, Tim Elliott. Yeah, so uh, ja Gaethje, Jack and I um, were talking too. Did you listen to the the Jack Topper podcast? <clears throat> Check that out when you have uh, have a moment or three hours. <laughs> but uh, he talked about eating dinner with Randy Couture. He had dinner with Randy Couture. Funny little story. So <clears throat> that should be one of the clips. Like yeah. I said, I just need I need you people if you listen to the podcast to like give me those clips, and I'll definitely just clip them out. It's yeah. super easy to do, like even within YouTube. So, um, let's see here. Uh, okay. Verdum versus Volkov. That's March 17th. That's the same night Cora's fighting. Um, we got Ferguson and uh, Nurmagomedov. Khabib. We're just going to call him Khabib. It's way too hard to say the last part. Khabib. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting. I mean, what do you think about that fight? Like, and, and where, where, where are you with the whole um, Connor right now? Like, is that so? I mean, because. 
Uh, there's a lot of fight hyping and, and building fights that goes on. And I wonder, I really do wonder what's going to be next for Connor, who he's going to fight. There's all of this potential. Like, is it confirmed that Tyron Woodley's fighting Nate Diaz? It's not confirmed. They're him and they're Nate hyping that still again. The stage. They're fi- they're hyping that again, and it's like then there's this Tony fight could be uh, situation going on, and I feel like this. Um. So, was Connor officially stripped of the belt? No. But he's gonna get stripped the week of the fight for Tony and uh. Khabib. At least that's what um, Khabib's coach. You know what I've kind of picked up on a trend of like, um, like you mentioned this earlier. uh, Why does everyone say one of the main reasons Conor McGregor lost to Floyd Mayweather? Experience. Experience, but they're like, yeah, experience. The fight was on a short notice, like only had three months or something. He only had like a three month camp. It's not short notice. It's it's not, but I guess in their world it is. But, you know, and it's just like the same reason John Jones did a bunch of coke seven days before he defends his title. It's like it gives you, it gives on, honestly, like in the market, it gives you an out. So, like, like that's what everybody says with um, the Nate Diaz fight, um, that, like, that was a super short notice fight the first time they fought. Right? And, and Connor used that to say, blah, 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 that's why you got me and why I gassed out or whatever. And then I don't know. I can't remember what the timeline was on the second fight, but there's all this fight hopping going on with Diaz right now. There's all this unknown going on with Connor. There's the potential of the Connor Diaz trilogy. There's this Khabib Ferguson fight, which whoever that is, uh, wins that should fight Connor theoretically. But what if Connor just defends the belt against Nate Diaz? They're gonna. They wouldn't let him do that. They'll strip him before they let him defend the belt against Nate Diaz. What if it's so they can save a card? I just don't see it working out like that. I, I don't think they would stoop even that low. That would be real low to after everything with Khabib and Tony and to have him defending. They don't Nate give. Diaz. They don't give a damn about those they dudes. Do, they do. They do. <laughs> like just like that. Joe Rogan was saying this. It's like. That now, now more so, but it's like, and I just watched that Kevin Lee fight the other night, but it's like, man, Johanna and Ro- Thug Rose are carrying that card uh, in Khabib. Like, way fewer people know who Tony Ferguson is, and if Khabib didn't have his cool hat and throw water bottles at people, people at uh, fights and stuff, people might not know who he is. Well, because he's like, I, I think mean, we forget we when we talk about fans, we always talk about American fans, but there's Russian fans too. There's millions of them. They're listening right now. Good. I'm I'm hyping their boy. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm I'm a Khabib fan too. You know, yeah, honestly, I am. But I'm just saying, like six months ago, most people didn't know. Like, here was an analogy Joe Rogan used: You walk into a gas station, you say to something, some some to someone, "Do you know who Floyd Mayweather is?" And they they will say yes. Like ninety some percent of people will be like, "Yeah." You go into a gas station and say, do you know who Tony Ferguson is? The fighter. And most most people are not going to know who that is. No, of course not. He's 
didn't expect them to. Ever. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of like, like if you walked in a gas station, do you know who GSP George St. Pierre is? A ton of people are gonna be like, duh. Yeah, everyone will know. Even though that's like older guard fans, they're still gonna know. If but Tony Ferguson goes on defends his belt like eight times after this, you know, and he five might five years from now, everyone will know. Who he is. And he might, you know, and but it's just like imagine uh, like that he beat Kevin Lee, submitted him, but like um, Kevin Lee had staff. Yeah, that was a uh, kind of sucks for Kevin Lee. I think he probably could have won that fight had he not had that issue with the staff and the antibiotics and the cardio. I, I, well, I heard he didn't take antibiotics before the fight, which is even more appalling. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah. I can't believe, you know, like that's where, in my view, the commissions need to do a better job. And just wait, man. Just wait until you see the Arkansas State Athletic Commission. They, um, they've gotten a lot better, but... Uh, how they handle things like when people don't make weight and stuff is just so ridiculous. They're like, "Oh, well, you're within ten pounds. We can still make it happen." Ten pounds. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a it's it's kind of a circus sometimes. I've I've had people miss weight against our people a lot, and it's uh, they just don't regulate it. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, it's amateur MMA. So they're just like there's um, not much they can do. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, and and on the and, well. at the pro card on the pro card, it's not a big deal. But you, you know, that's that. So I mean, what's going to happen with Connor then? She's going to sit on the shelf. He's going to sit on the shelf. You just got to let him sit there. Don't worry about it. What if what if he just like pops out and be like I've been training the whole time and I'm gonna like you know they would give him give make any fight happen he wanted to happen right yeah, now. Yeah, so when he wants to come back, he'll be able to come back. I'm sure he has been training the whole time. I don't think Connor's not training. He's training and he's he's probably thinking about something or he's not. I mean, either way, he's so like flamboyant, man. For like a lack of a better way to describe it, but just like he's a he's a cult personality. I don't know. He's changed. He's, his personality's changed a lot, though. Like yeah. those that those pinstripes on his suit, and like he's always just like wearing like furs, and I mean, dude's just extravagant. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, he's taking me off. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Like he's doing this to us on purpose. It's all planned. You dick. I, I don't know. Uh, even with how I think. Conor McGregor's mind works, I'd still be pretty damn concerned about coming back with Khabib and around. And like I heard the other day, like if he Conor can get beat by Nate Diaz, whatever, you know, he still is able to hit Nate with some shots. He can get beat by Floyd, whatever. He can hit Floyd with some shots. But if he gets mauled like by Khabib, like the way Khabib did Edson and Michael, that could really ruin Connor's reputation after that. What is he going to say? Exactly. That's why they're being careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be real careful with that. What is it? You hear Khabib's coach say, oh, Khabib was kind of nice to Edson and Tony, cause, or Edson and uh, Michael Johnson, because they were you know, kind of good guys, didn't really piss him off, but he's not going to be nice to Tony when he fights Tony. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm fascinated to see that fight. It's gonna be fun. Uh, did but, you hear what Eddie Bravo said your, about um, your boy Eddie Bravo talking about? We'll be glad to go. He's like, play from take bottom. A, <laughs> take us to the ground. We would yeah. thank him for it. <laughs> yeah, That's right. what he said. And oh. then he, uh, Tony gets you know kind of pummeled a little bit by Kevin Lee from Kevin Lee's top position. I don't know what he thinks about to happen to him with Tony Ferguson or Khabib, but I don't think it's gonna be good for him. 
We shall see. We shall. Man, there, uh, there's so much potential for that UFC 222 card, and now I'm just like, man. Who's main eventing it now, though? Cyborg and oh, yeah, this uh, uh, Kunitskaya and then Edgar Ortega. Why did Nunez get pulled from that fight? I don't know if it was ever officialized or anything, but there was like pretty serious talks. Maybe sinusitis, bro. Who? Sinusitis. That's why she pulled out of the card I was supposed to go see her at. What is that? I don't know. Oh, okay. I would say... Uh, she's the one that called out Cyborg. Let's go. Let's do it. Cyborg I know, right? Like, oh, I don't really... Oh, like dude, did you see Valent Valentina Shevchenko and Mario Yamasaki not do anything about her beating the living dog crap out of that girl? Yeah, I saw all about that. Oh, man. What do you think? Mario's fault? <laughs> Maybe not his fault is the wrong way to word the question, he, but I think he should be get catching all this heat for that. They said, I mean, I read uh, a couple of a couple of places. I didn't see an issue from the athletic commission that um, he was never going to ref again. Now I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah, I mean, she, well, doesn't the only the Brazilian athletic commission has authority over that? Or would, unless the other ones. Dana can. White's who said it. I mean, he's not in control. Yeah, of that. I heard Dana say he'll never do it again. I don't know how he could stop him, but. Yeah, I mean, but that's that is man. I'm big on fighter safety. Yeah, me too. You know, and that's why I like. The issue with the steroids, it's like, well, either every you you can't regulate it, and everybody's not allowed to use them. If everybody was allowed to use them, it's the only way that you can, bring about any regulation, in my view. It's like, then you can choose to or not to. Either way, you're fighting somebody that's on it. You know that you might be. Instead of one, hoping you're not. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, there's just really no... There's no sure way to regulate it anymore. What do you think about Anderson Silva getting popped again? He's done. Yeah, get him out of there. Get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's just so depressing to me. And you know, like, you know he's doing it because he's just like old as shit or he's been doing it the whole time you never know well i mean that too it that's what sucks about it is it calls that into question and even it, it's just it creates it's such a weird little issue you know in one oh man look here anderson silva's last six fights he is four i'm sorry one four and one four losses one no contest one win yeah not good damn it damn it Anderson. and he's still doing steroids and, still and he got win. popped he got popped uh, hot against Stefan Bonner. Then um, he popped hot against Diaz for um, Drosten uh, alone and endotestosterone and endoterone. I don't know. Roids. Roids. You seen old, his old man roids. You see the, the his picture of his trainer. Oh, dude, that was too funny. Joe Rogan said he texted that to Dana White and was like, "This is Anderson's trainer, dude." <laughs> like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and then Eric Silva, another guy that definitely changed from pre-usada to post-usada. Yeah, he's got the same trainer there. Giant sixty-year-old man. That's too funny, man. Way too funny. Oh man. Well, uh. What else is going on out there? Romero and Rockhold, who's going to win? Who are you thinking? Rockhold. I got Rockhold. 
Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of either guy, but I'm like I don't know, man. You'll. Uh, he fought when we were in um, Vegas, and I just like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not big on him. Uh, no. I mean, he's former Olympian. I like Yoel. He's funny. <laughs> he's funny at talking trash. Yeah. Right. He's a cool. He's a. I, he has a super unique fighting style, which is really cool to me. No one else fights like him. It's hard to. Um, train for a guy like him it is it is i mean and th that goes back to man like wrestling wrestling and boxing together are such a dangerous and suitable base for mma like i feel like if i can teach a boxer how to not get take down get taken down and then like the either the closing distance clinch or takedown game that's just like steep the, the evolution of stipe you know he's he's got that wrestling base. He really focused on his boxing. Now he's super legit striker. I mean he's he's got such a good situation to run game plans in that division for modern MMA. Well, with uh, Yoel, since he was a freestyle wrestler, he's not that good at keeping people down when he gets them down. He's got great takedowns, but no. Was Yoel popped? Did he? Didn't he pop hot? Yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, many years ago. I Six think. months suspension. Yashada revealed that Romero tested positive for ibutamarin, yeah. a growth hormone release stimulator. An unopened version of the supplement was uh, independently tested, and banned substance did indeed come up, even though it was not listed on the label. Yeah, right. Uh, Romero announced that he'll pursue legal action against the supplement company. Yeah, I think he was legitimately... Right, I mean, that was right after USADA came in, it looks like, too. Cleaning house, golden a lot snitch. Of, a lot of signs could, like, sort of point to Romero juicing, because, like, you've seen his trainer. His trainer's, like, 60 years old, too. Yeah, well, you know what? You know who taught me how to use... TJ Dillashaw taught me how to use steroids, <laughs> taught bro. everyone. Yeah. You're showing <laughs> everyone how to do it. too funny, man. Oh, dude. But no, if you see pictures of Romero from when he was, like, 19... Oh, my gosh gigantic yeah still. so uh, jack to the gills i think it's just uh the way what, he uh, what is jerry saying? juice to the tits <laughs> <laughs> oh too funny man too funny yeah so you think floyd's coming to the ufc no <laughs> he better stay the fuck out man yeah it'd be retarded <laughs> yeah i mean why would you do that why yeah, would you do that, Floyd? You wouldn't. I like that. Like, and then I like how like there's like a, all these reports. Like he's secretly been training MMA for three years. Like, and then he did that little walkout where he like walks out, walks side to side in that cage, put that video out. I'm like, I'm like, dude, get out of here. And dude, how he's always posting the, the pictures and stuff with the check. And I'm like, yeah, that's your check. Is there money in that account? It's like a check that he wrote himself. You know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but do you have that many millions of dollars in that account? Can you go cash that check right now? That's what I want to know. And I don't think he can. I think Floyd just wishes he was as cool as Lomachenko. Because Lomachenko Dude, can post shit about doing MMA. Lomachenko like, oh, can, ca can cash any check in the ring. He needs to cash. Lomachenko can wrestle, too. Oh, oh dude, did you see that? That was yeah. sick. And then I saw uh, these clips of him like uh, grappling when he was a kid, too. Yeah. People take him serious when he posts. He's a, like that. and he's a dancer. Yeah, super sick, man. I love Lomachenko. He's, he's a god among men, pretty much. Yeah, super sick, man. Well, uh, so uh, what are you thinking about Stipe Cormier? Where does that put Kane since they're teammates? 
Um, Ken would never fight DC. DC would never fight Ken. Obviously, so. but what if DC, who's undefeated at heavyweight, beats Stipe? Where's that put Kane? There's like I heard rumors Kane would move down to light heavyweight. I don't know what his weight is, but I can't see him doing that. They would either, they would do something, you know, or like DC Cormier just would vacate. immediately vacate, yeah. yeah, and then and then I'm sure Kane would Actually, fight. The UFC's already in on it, and DC made it clear he's not going to defend against Kane or do anything silly yeah. like that. Yeah, and Kane, yeah, he wouldn't go to light heavyweight. He's, I don't think so either. I can't see him there. Like, it's possible, but... So, um, when does that Ultimate Fighter start coming on? I don't know. I may want to do this. Um, I might want to do a, uh, a companion with that, because I have a, a good friend that is on that season. Oh, yeah? Who yeah, is from it? Arkansas. His name's Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he's 9-0. and This all-undefeated season, right? Mm -hmm. He's fought cool. on World Series of Fighting three or four times. He's fought in V3. He's, I mean, he's just a, a tank. He's like, I don't know, he's only like 22, 23 years old. He might be a little older than that now. But he's been with one of my coaches since he was like 12 or 13. Wrestled all through high school. Um, had a ton of amateur fights. Only lost one amateur fight ever. And the dude that beat him was a Jiu-Jitsu black belt. And he was like 18 years old. So, <clears throat> Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty. I don't know if you've heard of him. I haven't. But he's about to be getting thug. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's and what's cool. funny is he is like the countryest, redneckinest talking dude. Actually talks <laughs> like a little, like, he, he's a redneck, like, voice. Like, it sounds like that voice but he talks like gangster it's so funny yeah man. i know what you mean that's you know he's like oh man come on man it's like you know country ghetto <laughs> yeah dude he yeah he he's thug nasty thug nasty bryce yeah. but uh he's fighting on there and i might want to do some companions on those episodes we got to watch him on the fight pass so i should be able to watch him on the fight pass i'm interested to see where the ufc on fox deal goes though and what that does for fight pass i would like i was i think it makes sense for them to do just like maybe a fight pass only audience that's growing more and more, man. I would give you the login, but they can crack down on that. Yeah. But you can always, it's right here. But I can't do this today because I got to go get my new phone. Freaking horrible. Oh, I can't, yeah, I cast it from my phone. It's Google Chrome uh, in here. So I'm shit. like on the outs, dude. Not a bunch of people. Like I can see like half the screen. Bunch what of happened people. to it? You drop it? Allegedly. It fell. I don't know why. Yeah. Fell. The wind. Yeah. The dog. I set it on top of like a high thing in the NFL. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, but I'm getting like an iPhone 8 or whatever, so that's going to be sick. And I upgraded my data to like 22 gigs a line. What you have? What um, kind of phone did you have before? An iPhone 6s. Mm. I'm still rocking a 5s, dog. Dude, Old school. You're totally eligible for an upgrade. I bet. <laughs> I've, I've straight talk. Uh, see, that's like, like I called in. I'm like, hey, I got a business line. This is what happened. And I need a new phone, like, right now. And and uh, I want to take care of all of it on the phone, and then I just want to go down to the store where I'm not going to get raped on their commission because that, that is another thing. Like, if you call 611, they'll set everything up on your account. I don't know. Well, if I call 611, they set everything up on your account. It's like when you go to the store, you're always going to leave there paying a, bit, a higher bill. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous because of the salespeople. Yeah. And um, anyway, I'm uh, I gotta go get one after we wrap it up before my next guest comes on. So, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, but I'm getting a 
getting the new iPhone, but I called in and dude was like, well, you should just get like a go phone, like straight talk or something until you're eligible for an upgrade. I'm like, the lady just told me I'm eligible in April, like less than two months. I'm like, come on, bro. Like you, did you just tell me like, I have a business account with you, which I've had since like, I was I, like, I've had the same phone number and same account since I was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. It's just now a business line. Uh, and, uh, he was just like, oh yeah, well, oh, sorry about that. And you're not eligible in April. You're eligible in October. And I'm like, well, the lady just told me April. So what is it, dude? So anyway, I ended up paying 200 bucks and I got like an all new iPhone and a ton more gigs. And and because that dude was a dumbass, they credited my account 79 bucks. Yeah, 79 bucks a credit will make you feel good about anything. I guess. Yeah. 79 bucks can't get you shit with a phone though nowadays. That is true. 79 bucks times 10. More like 16. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, dude. Well, uh, well, stay out of the UFC, Floyd. Yeah. You don't want none. And come to the UFC Lomachenko. That would be sick. Oh, my God. That would be so scary sick. Like, I bet his dad would be like, he's been working on MMA this entire time. I would not be surprised. Have you heard that quote? I forget who told me he said this. Uh, I think it was Dring told me. Uh, But, uh, and then I, like, looked it up. It's hilarious. But uh, they're like, when did you know, uh, when did you know that your son was going to be the champion? And he was like, (laughs) before he was conceived. conceived. (laughs) Dude, I'm just like, dude, you're so... uh, so Isn't out it? there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Lomachenko is just such an impressive specimen. Like one of the most exciting and dynamic fighters ever in boxing, but in boxing today, for sure. It would be so awesome to see him fight like a big name, like a Floyd Mayweather, or Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I asked my dad, I was like, what, you hear that? I'm like, why the hell didn't you do that for me? Like, well, uh, I wasn't <laughs> thinking, son, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm playing in that stuff right you now. You could have made me like Lomachenko, but, you know. See, that's, uh, I'm super pumped to, if, uh, if when Corey and I have children, they're just going to grow up in the gym. Yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking. Little baby-sized geese. Monster. I need to get, I need to get my dog, Hickson, a uh, little pupper man gee. That'd be cool, dude. We got him like this sweater vest, and like we put it on, and it was just like way too small. And he was just like, Was he moving all weird? Yeah, he was just like, What is this? (laughs) I was just like, Why did we get him this? (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Well, right on, dude. Well, uh, what are you doing after this? Um, shoot, what are we doing? I don't know. I think I'm gonna go get some lunch and get a new phone. Did she get on the yoga wheel? Yeah, I gotta try that out. All right, well, we'll sign off. It's been about an hour and 13 minutes or something. So, see if we can't get this posted up on uh, social before uh, the next next guest comes on. Right on, dude. We'll appreciate you coming out. Yeah, uh, so, and this is MMA Unraveled instead of Sports Unraveled now. This is MMA Unraveled number four. Signing off. <laughs>